What's your secret? Was it diet? Was it exercise? I realized the struggle with food goes both ways. Everyone's got their own idea of what you need to do and everyone's offering their own suggestions. But there's no one size that fits all for this. For most of my life, I've been overweight. As far as I can remember, people have always commented on it. As a child, I was often called a fatty. Hi all, welcome back to another episode of Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. Today I want to touch on a very important topic that I felt feel is not often spoken about with honesty and the struggle is it real. I can say that much. Weight loss and keeping the pounds off is probably one of the hardest things I've had to do. I remember seeing a nutritionist who basically her message was calories in, calories out, so eat less. Like, I know that, and obviously I'm eating too much, so there's a problem there, but I've still got to eat, right? It's kind of like if you have a drug problem, if you're, say, I don't know, an alcoholic, but instead of quitting, you've still got to drink three glasses of wine a day or you'll die. So I've tried a lot of different things. I put on a lot of weight when I was in hospital, and so I went for all the diets, and nothing really stuck for very long. I didn't lose much from any of them and I'd pretty much end up giving up at some point and putting the weight back on. So low carb, no carb, no veg, only smoothies. All these fab diets were terrible. You're constantly thinking about eating nice food and you don't feel great. Everyone's got their own idea of what you need to do and everyone's offering their own suggestions, but there's no one size that fits all for this. Our bodies are all different, our minds are different, our life circumstances are different. So what works for one person might not work for someone else or even make things worse. There's quite a few things I've learned in that time though. And the first was just to try different things and keep trying until I found something that worked for me. When you first start, you might not see results for a while. You might not see them at all. It's not a short-term thing. You can't just sort of start a diet and expect to be ripped in three weeks. It's something that takes years. And there's a lot of experimenting, trying different eating patterns, when you eat, how much you eat, how much you work out. Technology really helps there. You can find healthy, tasty recipes online. You can find meal planners so you can balance your calories. You can find good workout routines. All of that is really important. All of this comes down to how you eat. Eating the right amount, of course. I often hear the phrase, abs are created in the kitchen. And no matter how much you work out, it still comes down to how much you eat. But it's Eating at the right time as well, because you need to eat regularly so you don't end up getting hungry and overeating. And all of these little things that are quite unique to you and take a lot of tweaking around until you find the right pattern. And most importantly, not denying yourself stuff, because temptation is always going to win. The thing that's worked for me mostly, sustainably, was basically to just eat whatever I want, but in a balanced and controlled amount. And finally, to see it in a positive way. 
And I think when I first started, it was a case of, I don't like being this way. I don't like how I look. I have to lose weight. And so anytime I'd slip up, I feel terrible. And every time I was doing the right thing, it just kind of felt like, well, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So don't really give yourself credit for that. But my attitude now is a lot more positive. I want to look better, sure, but being healthy feels great. And I'm focused on that. You have a good time a good diet you feel great you sleep better you have more energy your gut feels right those aches and pains start to go and your skin just starts looking fine plus i've lost like five stone now and i have a much wider range of clothes i can fit in it's hard work it takes ages and there's a lot of failures so having the right attitude and finding out what works for you for a lifetime is the most important thing remembering that this is not a sprint is a marathon. It's something that will take a long time. And so take your time to get it right. Following on from last week's episode on success, I want to take a moment in this podcast to acknowledge a huge success in my own life. And I'm going to slowly ease into what that is. So hang on. But I want to start with talking about food. I absolutely love food. And I can sit here and describe all these yummy, delicious foods like chocolate chip cookies that melt in your tea or peanut butter on piping hot toast or deliciously decadent chocolate cake. And I could make your mouth drool for ages. And honestly, I feel like eating these things right now. That's how much I love food. But my own relationship with food has never been very healthy. And I want to talk about this journey very honestly today. When I was a little girl, say around the age from ranging from three to six years old, maybe even from one to six years old, when you start slowly losing that baby fat, <laughs> um, I, I, if you see pictures of me at that age, I looked a lot like my other cousins my age. And when my dad passed away, when I was six years old, you'll see in my photographs, I slowly started to put on weight. And I didn't actually realize that after my dad died, I was using food as a way of dealing with my emotions. And it felt really good. You know, it felt like a warm hug. But one day I woke up and I suddenly realized that I was no longer the same size as my other cousins. I didn't immediately put two and two together and realize that I was larger because I ate more. It might sound silly, but what I did do was I started making excuses. I'm larger because of genetics. I have health problems. Um, my cousins are naturally skinny, <laughs> which, of course, if they were naturally skinny, we share the same genetics, right? I mean, the mind just goes to crazy places sometimes. <laughs> But of course, none of these excuses were the actual shit. And slowly I began to realize that the eating habits of my female cousins were very different to my own. And I watched as they put so little food onto their plates or counted the potatoes or rice that they ate. I watched them often skip meals altogether. And I even saw a classmate of mine eat a chocolate bar and then, then do um, 10 push-ups of her own. And I realized the struggle with food goes both ways. I think that a lot of us have different 
bad relationships with food that we had to overcome in our lives. And I would love to hear your stories. Please do reach out, drop me a line. I might feature your stories in an upcoming episode. But yes, this so began my own lifetime of unhealthy habits and shortcuts to try to lose weight fast. (laughs) So I just want to take a moment here to talk about the pressure that society puts on us to look a certain way. And I think that that pressure can ultimately lead to an unhealthy relationship with food, whether it's eating really badly or well, eating really badly by eating too much or eating really badly by eating too little or just not knowing what we're eating because we concentrated so much on how we look. So yeah, so this this mindset led me to a lot of bad diets. And at one point I was doing 500 sit-ups in the morning and then I was doing 500 skips in the evening. And I managed to get my weight down to 60 kilograms at the age of 15. To put that into context for you, the other girls my age all weighed between 40 and 45 kilograms. They were really skinny (laughs) and I was a bit of a podgy one back then. (laughs) So by the time I finished school, I had shot up again to 80 kilograms and this was my heaviest weight in my entire life. If you see me in person, I'm a really tiny human being. I'm an entire five foot tall, 80 kilos on this tiny frame not very comfortable. I was actually quite surprised that I didn't have any serious health complications at the time. Well, not that I knew of anyway. Soon after I graduated from school, I was 18 and I got married. I lived with my in-laws and in my household, I had two sister-in-laws who frequently would skip lunch altogether. Now, I did not want to be the only girl who didn't eat lunch or who did eat lunch. So I started to skip meals altogether myself. And skipping lunch for a year led me to lose 10 kilograms. My ex-mother-in-law was very worried about me, but I was so proud of myself. And I was so proud because I managed to keep that weight off for years to come past my first divorce, uh, into my second marriage. I kept the weight off. I managed to go down all the way to 65. For years, I bounced between 65 kilograms and 70 kilograms And then about two years ago, my grandfather passed away and a few months later, my grandmother passed away. And the loss of my grandparents triggered that feeling of grief all over again. And I started to let go. I started to binge eat again and I spiraled and I did not care. And if I'm being perfectly honest here, I was thinking if I'm going to die Anyways, why not just eat what I want, right? It felt so good, you know, so warm, so comforting to just eat. And slowly, my clothes stopped fitting me. I was in denial of just how much weight I put on again. It's like default mode. My mind just goes to excuses. I was like, oh, my clothes are shrinking or "Ah, it's not that bad. It's uh, probably feels worse than it looks. And the excuses piled on until I was shoved onto a scale and it was 79.8 kilograms. I really wanted to cry. What did I just do? How did I get here again? And how was I going to lose all that weight all over again? 
And the stages of grief all came rushing back to me, but this time it was not about losing a loved one. This time it was about losing a part of myself that I really wanted. And then I started thinking about my grandparents. My grandmother and my grandfather, they passed away at a relatively young age. My grandmother was, I think, in her early 70s, on my grandfather in his late 70s. And they had a lot of health complications their whole life. My grandmother, she had cancer at a late age in life. And she was a very strong woman and she recovered and beat the cancer. But it left a lot of toll on her body and she suffered with her health for years to come. And she really suffered towards the end of her life. My grandfather was a smoker all his life. And a few years ago, the doctors were even surprised, like, His lungs were so damaged, they didn't even know how he was still living. That's how bad it was. (laughs) And they really suffered in the last few years of life. And then I started thinking about my current husband and his grandmothers who are in their 80s and 90s and fairly fit for their age. I mean, they do have some health complications natural to their age, but they are able to go on walks, they can do their morning stretches, um... You know, they they live a fairly independent life for their age. And it really got me thinking that, hey, this whole healthy lifestyle, it's got to have something to it. Because growing up, I lived in an environment where food was life. And yeah, like I said, I love food. But I feel like I was never, ever informed about food. I didn't know what I was eating. I didn't know why or how much I should be eating And it was that moment that I decided to roll up my sleeves and do the best thing that anyone can do at the start of any new venture. I started researching. I started researching such basics of weight loss. I was surprised at how little I actually knew about this topic. How much am I supposed to be eating in a day? What are macros? You know, what exercise am I supposed to be doing to lose weight? I was surprised that I never ever learned these things before or that I even didn't know them to begin with. After doing a bit of research, I put together a plan for myself that was not going to just be a short-term results or, you know, just like a shortcut diet. This was going to be an entire lifestyle change for myself. Within one year of this plan, I dropped 10 kilograms in a healthy and maintainable way. And I was really proud of myself. But then I came to a bit of a plateau and it happens, you know, I think we plateau a lot when we're on this journey, but this one lasted a little bit longer than usual. And I thought that maybe my knowledge gap was lacking here and my motivation was lacking as well. There was a huge mindset barrier for me because being overweight all my life, I really did not think it was possible for me to go lower than 60 kilograms. I thought it was literally impossible. I thought that, you know, my body is used to this weight and I've just been overweight all my life. There's no way I could be a skinny girl. No way. And I think that was a major barrier in in myself that was stopping me from getting to where I wanted to be. And also the level of comfort that comes in that, oh, I'm living a healthier lifestyle now and that's enough. And you know what? If it is enough for you, that's great. But I really wanted to see how far I could go with this. And that's when I found Body Smart Coaching. And I got the help of my own coach, Stacy, who has been a huge support for me through this journey. 
And the reason I chose Body Smart Coaching is because their values and their way of doing things really lined up with my own. For example, I really like to know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And Body Smart Coaching would guide you through this entire journey with information and they will even help you get to the answers on your own instead of always giving it to you, which for me really helped me to learn how to manage these things. And I'm still on the program with them, but every day I feel more and more confident that I can do this on my own now. It has been two years later and I have now broken that 60 kilo kilogram barrier and I have lost a total of 25 kilograms and people keep asking me, what's your secret? Was it diet? Was it exercise? And I always say, it was everything. I overhauled my entire life step by step. 1% better at a time is what my coaches say to me. So this was a day by day journey. I monitored and tracked my food, which yeah, it's a difficult thing to do, but it taught me so much about nutrition and the foods that I eat. I developed a morning and a nighttime routine, which sounds trivial and like it has nothing to do with weight loss, but stress management is a really important part of weight loss and healthy living. I increased my daily steps. I started off with literally zero steps. Like I swear I would do 50 steps a day some days because I always work from home, even before the pandemic. And I was so lazy sometimes to get out of the house because you just get so comfortable. And now I am this person who cannot stay at home. I have to go out. I started with a mere 3,000 steps, which is quite a low step count still. But now I can easily do 5,000 steps on any given day and I can go up to 10,000 steps as well. Um, I, I, I range between 6 and 12,000 steps depending on the day, but it started with 3,000 steps. It was a day by day journey. I'm now working out three times a week. I use an eight kilogram um, kettlebell. Um, I'm, I'm well on my way to my first full push-up. And I can honestly say that 1% better at a time, I can now look behind me and see this mountain of change. I am a, a Hannah I don't even recognize anymore. You know, who is this woman who wakes up in the morning full of energy or who has all this energy to do so many things in a day, who can sit on the floor and bounce up really quickly, who craves push-ups and craves exercises, whose body actually feels it when I don't get my workout done and I want to get back to it as soon as I can. I just, I don't recognize this person anymore, but I love it. And yes, I think I do look really good, but the results of this journey has been so much more than superficial. It's a whole quality of life that has been improved for me. And I am so grateful for going on this journey and so grateful to Body Smart Coaching for helping me get through this journey. Now, if I was to pull out one moral of the story, I'm sure there are many, but if I had to choose just one, I would say knowledge is power. If there is something in your life that you want to change or big, a big journey you want to go on, it starts with finding out how and then implementing that into action. And I say, take the plunge. It is so worth it. Hey, I'm Gerda. I'm 32 years of age. For most of my life, I've been overweight. As far as I can remember, people have always commented on it. As a child, I was often called a fatty and told that 
being overweight was a disability. I was told I would look a lot more beautiful if I was thinner. It's so easy to point a finger at someone who is large and say something hurtful. It's also easy for thin people to sometimes feel superior because of their weight. I don't think I saw myself as beautiful before I lost weight for the first time. It was in 2009 and I used health supplements provided by a company called Herbalife. I lost a lot of weight in a few months. It cost a bunch too. What comes easily, however, also goes easily. I gained it all back. For some years, I weighed what I always had. Until in 2014, when my weight went dangerously up. I was graduating from university and under a lot of stress. I also worked at a gas station where I had nothing but burgers and hot dogs for lunch. I also won a Snickers contest, which meant me and my dad ate Snickers bars that whole summer. By the end of the year, I couldn't even look at myself. I weighed more than I had ever weighed. I was ashamed. And so I started to slowly lose the weight on my own. I ate a lot less and cycled to work. When I came to England in 2016, I was at least 16 kilograms smaller. My sister's best friend is a personal trainer and she took me under her wing. I started to eat better and by the end of the year was thinner than I had ever been. I thought that was the end of it. We've all heard amazing stories of weight loss. Women and men who managed to put on a massive effort and actually did it. As a child, I watched The Biggest Loser and admired all the people in it. The weight they lost. What I didn't know then was that many contestants in it put all or most of that weight back on. It's often not a long-term solution. When you do hear these weight loss stories, you don't always hear of the cases when people put the weight back on. It does happen. It did to me. In early 2017, I was in a job I hated. I was massively depressed. When I'm depressed, I eat more than usual. It all started with a cake at Christmas Eve. Then it was a large pizza on New Year's Eve. Before I knew it, I had gained all the weight back. I was so mad at myself. I was even more depressed. I didn't think I had it in me to do it again. But when my sister died last year and I had a lot of health issues, I had to face a harsh truth. When you are of a certain age, have family history and are overweight, doctors often mention the possibility of diabetes. I was scared. And so I went back to the gym last December. It wasn't easy, but after a while I did see results. When the gyms closed due to the pandemic, I thought that was it. But as I was concerned for my health, I was determined to keep going. So I exercised at home and went on long walks. Eventually, I got a really good road bike.
Before I knew it, I had lost more than 20 kilograms. I felt good again, and my health issues slowly disappeared too. Today, I still cycle often. I am determined to reach my ideal weight. And for the first time, to actually maintain it. I've learned a lot from my past too. Often the food I ate wasn't rich enough. Which did make me tempted to go for chips and pizzas and other unhealthy things. However, it's also important to forgive yourself when that happens. And no matter your past, it's never too late to commit to health and fitness again. If I did it at home this year, so can all of you. You could be surprised by what you can do when you set your mind to it. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. It's been great having you join me today. If you liked my content, please do share it with a friend you think would find it interesting and subscribe to the show as well. I would love to have you listening in to many episodes to come. You can find me on the socials. I'm on Facebook as Refreshingly Human and Instagram as Hannah Pillow. See you next time.